Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. Stay tuned. I'm sure you will not be disappointed. So my name is Brian Marin, and I am the host of the show. And of course, on the show, we're going to have Greg Williams, who the podcast is affectionately named after. If you want some more information about us, you guys can go to the website at ArcadiaCognorati.com. That's A-R-C-A-D-I-A-C-O-G-N-E-R-A-T-I.com. Follow us on Facebook at HBPRA or check us out on YouTube as well. We have the Left of Greg YouTube channel where you can find some clips of the show where I add in extra stuff and it's kind of fun. You might learn a little something new. But what we're trying to do here is promote advanced critical thinking through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. Big scientific word for something you've already been doing your whole life. But on this show, we like to explain it, and we'll certainly jump into all kinds of different, somewhat controversial or current events to describe it or articulate it through the lens of HBPRNA. Hope you guys enjoy it. If you do, please like it. Please share it with your friends. Tell people about it so we can get the message out there. Thank you guys so much, and let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. All right, Greg. So it's just going to be me and you today. And we are going to be talking about the Christopher Dorner case. For those of you out there listening who who don't remember Christopher Dorner, we're going to get into it. So pay attention for those of you who do remember Christopher Dorner and what happened out here in Southern California. Um, We're going to take it from our angle, our approach, and talk about some of the issues that arise from it. Uh, why this happened, why different events occurred from it, because there's a lot of spirals that, that this could go down. So, 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 so Marin, I, I think, yeah. think that's a really important thing that you just said. I think one of the things that the, the listeners and the viewers have to understand is what we're going to do is we're going to dissect pieces that we think are important based on science, and we're going to discuss it uh, rationally uh, from the legal, moral, and ethical standpoints uh, of the science of uh, 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 opinion-based testimony of two subject matter experts uh, rather than conjecture and and fluff and crap. The, so you're going to get the down and dirty yep. from us and feel free to call us on it. Uh, we're ready. Yeah. So I'll just give a quick, real quick uh, background on the, on the case for those of you who don't remember, but it was a uh, former probationary officer with the Los Angeles Police Department, uh, was fired uh, for different reasons. And then in the beginning, about February of 2013, uh, he committed series of shootings in Orange County, LA County, Riverside County, uh, targeting, there was police, uh, civilians, including like uh, some of the police officers, families. Uh, he killed four people. Uh, he wounded three others, uh, just him personally. And then it, then it kind of ended uh, on February 12th up in Big Bear, California, San Bernardino mountain areas. Um, when he died in a standoff with San Bernardino, San Bernardino County Sheriff's, there was feds, there was a huge task force out looking for him. Um, and he ended up dying during that, during that standoff. So that's the, the basics of the case. Dorner was also a Naval Reserve officer. It's just important to, to note that as well for some of the movement that he does. But, but that's the basics of the case that we're going to dive into. So Greg, do you want me to start with the beginning timeline and then we'll take it from there? If, if, you if, wanna... uh, if you'll indulge me, Brian, if I can do yeah. something, I'm, I'm just taking notes here. Yeah. It just came across my wire. I want to give a shout out to uh, the friends and family of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, police officer Dornell Cassette, uh, who died just a little bit ago now. 
uh, in a shooting. I apologize uh, to, to start with such ominous news. But as we're going to be talking about more cops that are it's shot, important. Uh, yeah. it's important. And, and Brian, what I had made a mental note for as we were uh, starting, you know me, I'm one for, uh, for uh, learning, uh, you know, grasping that, that opportunity for, uh, for a little bit of learning here. And uh, what I'd like to do is assign uh, homework to the listeners uh, or the people that are watching us and have them look up a couple of companion cases with which they can uh, compare our notes to their notes. Uh, first being... Uh, Kip Kinkle, I think if they go back to Thurston High School, uh, Kip Kinkle in 1998 uh, uh, mm -hmm. up in Oregon, uh, killed his mom and dad and then went in uh, to do a school shooting, only got two students before the, the students overwhelmed him. And then uh, fast forward to 2014, Elliot Roger up in Isla Vista, California, uh, killed six, injured at least 14, if, I, if I'm remembering correct, outside of uh, what was that, UC Santa, oh my gosh, uh, uh, it'll come to I'm me in a sure. second. Yeah, but I can't idea is Isla Vista's uh, Santa Barbara, outside yeah, of Santa, yeah, Barbara. Santa Barbara. And I uh, apologize for that memory lapse. Here's why I'm assigning those folks. If you're taking a look at the Dorner case, you have to cleanse your palate in between sips. And the way to do that is take a look at Kip Kinkle, who had nothing to do with the Dorner case and uh, nothing to do with the psychopathy that, that Dorner felt that caused his downward spiral. Uh, Kip Kinkle was a mixed-up kid. Uh, was doing bad in school, uh, brought a gun to school, thought it was a cool thing. It turned out to bite him in the butt. He got suspended from school. Now he didn't know what was going on. Military school, the next thing, and all the pressure turned him into wanting to kill a bunch of people, then kill himself. Uh, Elliot Roger, however, is almost identical to Dorner, uh, much like uh, Klebold and Harris and Columbine. And Elliot Rogers will give you a look at uh, inside a person's psychopathy that's virtually identical to Dorner. And so now you have one that's nothing like it and one that's very much like it. And, and Brian, the reason I'm saying that is because then at home they can do the comparison and go, oh, this is how I can now look at my coworker or look at my friend or look at that guy yeah, at the library and determine that they may be a threat. Does that make well, sense? And yes, absolutely. And we'll, we'll weave those themes throughout this, how these all okay. relate to each other from, our, from human behavior pattern recognition and analysis, right? Exactly. And, that's, and, that's, and the lens. So we're, that's, we're gonna... that's the lens. And, and mm -hmm. just, just as we for some of the newer folks who haven't heard any of the podcast before um, we don't get into motive too much, right? We'll talk more about that when it comes up, but meaning someone's motive or motivation to commit a crime is not important. Their intent is important, right? Because Absolutely. motive, I don't care. Meaning Dorner did this for this reason, but, but his behavior is the exact same way someone would be doing it if it was a if they were claiming um allegiance to isis and wanted to kill exactly exactly so, so, you're, so, you're, so motivation is yeah. is so right of bang yeah. and it's so gosh darn uh, uh uh you know what brian if we can tell the listeners motivation is what gets people to sleep at night you got to say oh that jeffrey dahmer he ate those people he was different than me. yeah See, because if you think that jeffrey dahmer lived next to you for 14 years and you, you don't want to believe that it's scary. exactly exactly right. so we don't want to be frightened so we've got to come in other than the the uh you know uh uh the the, the subsequent prosecution of somebody it's a waste of time. But, but again, and, and the pro prosecutor, prosecutors do that. Why? To attempt to explain to a jury of average Americans of why yes. someone would do something like this. Because we're curious. We want to know, wait, why would someone? But I, it's, it's more than that, Brian. I think it's more than curious. It's their fear, too. You're exactly a, yeah. spot on. Spot on. So that guy sitting in a jury goes, well, my kid would never do that. Just like that husband says, my wife would never do that. And four kids end up in a car in a bayou 
You yep. get what I'm trying to exactly. say? Because of postpartum depression. It's all scientific. Nothing is happenstance. But we are afraid to say that could be me. We're petrified. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and, and jump in. Um, I'll, I'll kind of start with the timeline. So little note, or I don't know how well it was known, but so this is all Feb. Let's go to February, 2013 when this is occurring, right? So actually on February 1st, um, CNN received a package from Dorner, uh, that he had sent, uh, something kind of, a implicating the Los Angeles police department and a challenge coin with a bullet hole in it. Uh, that wasn't actually brought to anyone's attention till like the 7th of February after all this occurred. But, but just so everyone understands the timeline of when Dorner sent that, right? So he sent, he, he, he sent kind of his intent on what he was doing the very end of January or right there in the beginning of February. So then uh, two days later, February 3rd, uh, Dorner shoots uh, Monica Kwan and her fiance, uh, Keith Lawrence, outside their condo in Irvine, California. So that's in, that's in Orange County, California, just north of uh, Camp Pendleton. And Quan, Monica Quan is the daughter of Randall Quan, who was former LAPD captain. And he was the lawyer who represented Dorner during his 2008 dismissal from the LAPD. So can we start at this chunk, Brian? Let's do it. And I'm, I'm going to give you a psychotic episode because I'm going to side fast forward back. Yeah. Something you ain't seen in the last 10, 15 years, right? <laughs> you're so you're going to be Greg. Gonna I'm going to be me. You're going to be so, Greg. So here's okay. the thing. I, I'll ask every one of our viewers to, uh, I'm, I have no idea what, what sites are out there that show photos, but I know that there's photos out there of, of Chris Dorner. And first of all, no gallows humor. The reason I was smiling earlier is this stuff is so simple. You got to detach emotionally from it. Yeah. And take a look objectively at this. I am sorry for everybody that was a victim. Yes. In this. I'm certainly sorry for Chris Dorner and his family and that he felt this was Absolutely. the only way out. Yeah. This is what you got this here. This is a broken human. And, and yes, this is a we, broken human and we're talking human performance. Yeah. So here's a triangle. That's really cool. If, if I was on some kind of drugs, that would make a triangle. <laughs> on the three sides of the triangle, uh, what you have and what Kip Kinkle didn't have. Here's a great example for Isla Vista and Elliot Roger and talking about Dorner. On the bottom of that hypothetical triangle, put Machiavelli. Uh, on the side, put Narcissus. And on the other side, put Psychopathy. So it makes this, this, this triangle. And if we were going to talk about the perfect uh, storm of uh, a damaged human, that triangle is the, the lens the acetate that we should look through. Remember the deedle doors and, and uh, what was the one where the lady looked through her little magic mirror and said, Hey, I see Tommy, I see Billy. Well, if we did that with this caper, that no, no one understands those references. Yeah, yeah, they'll look it up later. I'm old. Okay. They know what a romper room. That was it. She was looking through the mirror in romper room. Look it up. But the idea is that if you look back to that Anderson Cooper and the manifesto and all that, one, he wasn't a cop. He wanted to be a cop. Do you get what right. I'm trying to say? And let me balance this, okay? He was a lieutenant. He was in the Navy. Look at all the photos that he posted. Look at the photos yep. of him. Every photo of Dorner is a glamour shot of Dorner. Yes. When he sent that, that, that uh, rifle that, uh, or the uh, challenge coin, right? yeah. Yeah, what he was trying to show is, hey, look, I'm so – that's narcissism, okay? Yep. So a classic narcissistic uh, 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 objectification. Uh, uh, it was so strong in him that if you take a look at all his photos, he was more interested in how he looked. Yes. As a matter of fact, in, in this ridiculous manifesto, which everybody should have saw was eye-opening, it's not unlike Kaczynski, he was trying to say, you mere mortals don't understand. My word is my bond. It's so important. Brian, you said it the best when we were talking just a few minutes before tuning in. Doesn't matter what they did to him. 
what he did in response isn't right. So when we go back and take a look, he uses terms, and I'm going to piss a bunch of people off right now. Uh, we were in Bahrain. You and I have spent a lot of time in Bahrain. <laughs> and, uh, Bahrain's careful, beautiful. Careful, okay, careful. As, we're your legal, as your legal representative, I get it. let's be careful what we discuss. I get it, but listen to me. Listen to me, folks that are listening. Bahrain, yes, you are deployed to Bahrain. Yes, you have an opportunity to be shot and killed there. You have just the same opportunity in Cancun or Windsor, Canada. So here's my thing. The, the rapid deployment crews and all the special units we trained, including Dorner's team. That's, okay. they, that's their off time. Is in Do you get what I'm trying to say? So when you talk about Bahrain, we, you know. That's uh, time Bahrain, to go drink and lift weights. Capital Y for the yawn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. got to be secure. But the word deployed pissed me off just by hearing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, say, hey, where'd you spend? A, oh, I was in Kuwait. And that's a war zone. Yeah, it's a war zone. It was a war zone. Yeah, you in the early saying? 90s. When, when, you, when you got there, it was a Holiday Inn Express. But the idea is that don't give me any crap. He wanted to make that look like a badge of honor. Everything he did was about his own machismo. So if we take a look at the psychopathy, psychopathy means that uh, I'm okay. You guys are all screwed up. And, mm -hmm. and I have no uh, impulse control when it comes to dealing with humans that uh, challenge my view of my ecosystem, okay? And so that brings us right to Machiavelli. I need to control my environment. I need to control my message. I need to control how you see me. I need to control how you act around me, yes. how, how, you, how I'm remembered. Uh, Cho, do you get what I'm trying to say? So if we go back to Dorner, just the fact that, that the news media misinterprets some of the information initially makes it hard to understand Chris it Dorner. Chris Dorner went to the police academy, wore his white gloves, smile on a photo, just like in his Navy photo. Take a look yep. at it, folks. Take a look at him sitting on the Hummer, holding his uh, rifle. Like when, when that up. rifle it's just stage yeah, photo. It just came, and yeah. a stage photo that came right out of the armory, and that weapon went right back in. There was no live ammo there. There was a sock in the magazine well to keep the dust out while yeah. they were filming. Now, I'm not saying that you're opposed. It's not wrong. Yeah, everyone yeah. wants to do that. but We all want to do that. Yeah. That's part of our ecosystem. Yeah. The problem, the difference is in his uh, uh, hate, fear, and death triangle that I just tried to explain very briefly, uh, uh, Psychology 405 uh, uh, that I just gave you in just a minute. In his, it was so crucial that he uh, 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 sweated for two years before it became so much that he had to do something about it. Just like Elliot Roger saying, okay, all you women that turned me down, everybody that had that it, chance, which is now you're going to pay, which is, which okay. is the same thing as like it is manifesto. And you, you look at Cho's manifesto. Though, exactly. Virginia Tech. It's I gave you, you had a hundred chances. This okay. is your <laughs> fault, not mine. So, so yeah. Brian, no, no offense. And I'm not laughing. I'm just laughing at the ludicrousness. Yeah. If you've ever written a manifesto, <laughs> ever, do you see what I'm saying? Where it demands certain concessions, you might be the guy you, with the problem. You might. It's, the VA hospital is not far. Walk yeah. or run uh, yeah. or call somebody. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So the idea of this guy, uh, uh, here's the thing. He's pissed off with his station in life. Uh, that uh, 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 self-image is so strong uh, that he's saying, hey, listen, I need to act out. So one of the, the misinformation, the, the, the Quans, uh, the poor female and the male that died in the car, uh, they made a big point out of uh, her boyfriend was in security and that fit his he manifesto. Was, he, he did stuff at USC, but it was, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, I Round got peg it. square hole, Brian. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what we're doing is we're trying to make facts fit the discussion. Right. That don't necessarily. Fit. He wasn't the target. Anyway. Yes. 
And so Quan, if you, if you read deep enough into it, and look, I'm a street guy, so I don't always use the right words, and I'm sorry my writing isn't yeah. up to your standard, to you road scholar bastards. But the idea is I want you to take a look real quick uh, back at the, the reports that came out. They said that he was uh, uh, fired uh, from the, the, the police uh, uh, field training officer program before he ever was sworn copper in L.A., uh, because he reported, he was a whistleblower and reported yeah, a use of force incident. Now, in those articles, it actually shows Captain Quan as saying, uh, listen, he was unjustly fired. The evidence showed it all. We didn't see in those articles when this incident happened that Quan was his defense attorney. Do you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? So this former copper is coming to the ground and going, oh, yeah, everything was wrong. Well, how was it then that they did 18 months of an investigation and there interviewed was, everybody, and there was not one fact. Show me a fact and, and, that, and that, that he and did a, anything. That's the thing to, to, to you know, remind everyone. He went through an appeals process. His, those After events the were, investigation. Those yes. Inve yes. events were investigated several times, and each time they found, hey, it's not, there's nothing here, and they found that he was lying. Now, it, it, and it, just to bring the point up, you know, let's let's assume everything he said is is true. And Absolutely. That he was let's say everything he Great did, point. he said, hey, you know what? No, this really happened. He watched his field training officer use excessive force that the LAPD conspired to get him out. Let's assume all that to be true. Well, in no way, in no way does that justify his actions. You don't get to no. go kill everyone. There's a process. If you're really if that really happened, because now get, my name is going to be cleared, I clear you don't clear your name by killing people where's the quantum leap by, yeah, yeah i don't we knew a couple of people like that didn't we yeah well you know what i'm saying if if one of those if that's you listening right now let's get the to some get help. D to but, the va hospital but, but and, and that's the thing there there and there's a number of things you can and you guys can go read about this we don't need to bring up all the details but his fto said plenty of stuff about him from the first day she met him yeah, he never it, filed a complaint against him until yep. until he had adverse reaction. Then he said, oh, you know, as a matter of fact, I saw this. And you're like, well, wait a minute. You didn't say anything when it happened. But now well, what did he say on his first day? His first day on the job with his FTO. First day allegedly. Yeah, he, his F he said so his FTO said the first thing is I plan on suing the LAPD once I'm done with my probationary period. That's a bold <laughs> statement. Just say to your it's, field training. It's off. an insane place to start. It's a broken human and the broken human. Okay. Uh, uh, because of his psychopathy, has a hard time communicating with others. See, we have this idea that it's the bald guy petting the cat and saying, yeah. Mr. Bond, and the further you out that, that you're some, you're insane, you're clinically insane, but you're a devious genius. No, that's not it at all. That's not true. You have no idea how to deal with other humans in a social setting. So it was showing. Those little cracks and scenes yeah. were showing right there. And, and, and if you take a look back, uh, 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 and, and remember, you've got to, to be a human behavior profiler, you got to do your research. You got to get back there and do yeah, your homework. You That's why I push it to you all the time. There, there was a thing uh, in one of the articles a long time ago that said while he was in the Navy, as a lieutenant, mind you, not an admiral, do you get what I'm trying to say? He wasn't a ship's captain. And all I'm saying that for is that everybody that, that spent four years in the military that came out is now some kind of hero. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right. Uh, Val, stolen valor uh, uh, set aside. But even if you'd served your country when you came out, you're not the best at what you do. You're just another guy just like me. And, and the, the gosh damn lieutenant thing, it added in an article that not only was he a lieutenant, but he was a marksman. Everybody's a marksman. If you didn't shoot the guy next to you on the range, you made your marksman. And finally, it says <laughs> he, he and some other Navy guy found 12 yeah. grand. Eight, eight you know, grand, yeah, or eight, whatever the amount. You know how yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And he turned it in. Okay, so Jeffrey Dahmer didn't eat everybody he met. <laughs> 
So he's not that bad a guy. Look at <laughs> Elliot Rodgers. You remember Elliot Rodgers' manifesto sitting in the car? Yeah. You puny humans. You know, I'm going to kill you. And these are his words, not mine. Look next to him on the console. I watch for little things. He's got a Starbucks or a Dunkin'. You can't tell what it is, but you can see the sleeve in the cup. Yep. And he's drinking from it. Okay. I, what should scare you shitless, in yeah, pardon my language, that, is that he was in line getting that coffee you. when yeah. you were in line getting your yeah. caramel macchiato and you didn't that, see him. That, that's that's the, what this broadcast is about, That's Brian. the That's exactly it. I think you hit it on the head with that. I, I on, think that's on, what this is. So, you know, we, we bring in details and facts or that, that don't matter, that don't speak to the situation and, and just seek to kind of confuse us more in that attempt to understand because we scare, we, we're, just, we're scared of these things, right? Yes. I, I, well, I don't understand it. So I fear it, right? If I don't understand something, I'm going can to I give fear it. That's an evolutionary biological trait because the it, people it's who- It's chemical. Who, it's physiological. Yeah. It's mental. You're exactly right. It's it, because the people that said, oh, these folks look nice, oh, a lot of them died when they showed up. So, yes. so when you- They answered learn, the door. Yeah. That, and so we, we fear those things. So you, I think- you, oh, Hold on. Let me, yeah. let me spiral this for just yep. a second for those listeners that, that don't have a science background. Okay. So- I was in the middle of nowhere checking out a Connex to prepare for one of our scenarios at some range in the middle of the desert, a hundred miles from the closest town, but it was a military base. And this was the remotest part of the base. And I was completely alone worrying about Gila monsters and stuff. And as I went into a Connex, I saw a pair of legs and a pair of shoes and a pair of feet. I had just come from a briefing. And at that briefing, they told us indigent people are living in the Connexes out there. And sometimes they find dead people and skeletons. So the first thing, it looked convincing. So I threw a couple of uh, expended 50 cal rounds and said, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, I don't want to surprise somebody and get, you know, shivved like yeah. a prison shower. Yeah. And so I moved a little closer and you could see clearly that it was a human partially covered by sand. And so I'm thinking it's a decedent, a, a dead person. So I kicked the foot a couple of times. The shoe comes off. It's a mannequin. My brain didn't care. Nope. I went through all those preliminary steps because my brain's chemistry said what killed him might still be waiting in there and that T-Rex might bite you in the throat. So all of those processes that you just described so eloquently, Brian, we all have. And what we have to do is tune back into them to prepare us for going into these environments where danger may lurk. And, and Dorner came unglued and he had two yeah. years to do it and nobody called him on it. That's what we want to prevent with so, these broadcasts. So we'll, and we'll, we'll continue on with the timeline here. And sure. we'll introduce one other term that, that we like to use um, is, you know, when we say the glass is full, right? Someone gets to that, that tipping point or something happens in their life and the glass becomes full and that's when they lash out. And we see yep. that in a number of different situations. The guy who just down in Texas recently just got fired from work and he started shooting, he drew, getting in his car. And he was full. He, the glass, when we get that, the glass is full. There's yep. a million other things going on in that person's life. And then whatever this, this trigger was to just go, the glass is full. So if we, wouldn't you, you agree never that that us, trigger, that trigger is more important than motive. Hey, absolutely different. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So he had a trigger moment that we yeah. have to identify. Then his intent was clear. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And afterwards we can look back and go, Oh, well, he'd always hated people. Well, shame on you. If we knew that about him and nobody said something. Right. All right. So we'll continue uh, with Dorner here. So that was February 3rd when he killed uh, Monica Kwan and Keith Lawrence. Uh, February 4th, he posts his manifesto. Important uh, to understand what that is. He actually listed, it said, I, I got targets. various yeah. reports, but he listed at least 40 actual law enforcement personnel by name as targets, which were also included was Randall Kwan and his family. Uh, yeah, so, so then police went, 
police went, but, okay, he likely killed uh, Monica and Keith. Go ahead. You're, you're the most studious guy I've ever met. Uh, you're oh, detail-oriented. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I hang around with a bunch of flubs. But, <laughs> but the idea is you're detail-oriented to everything. You're taking notes. I'm taking notes. We want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward in everything. When was the last time you wrote down 40 names of people? Exactly. I don't, never. I'm not, I don't, not ever? since, uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever wrote. I, I don't, write more than anybody I know. I don't have, read it, I don't know, I don't know 40 people. I well, certainly I, don't I, have 40 friends. But even if you so. went to, even if you've got a wild hair and yeah. you have many and you decided <laughs> to go on this day and, and write down everybody you met ever in your entire life, which would still be short of 40, but it would be. have you ever done that? So no. think right there of what yeah. was going on in his mind. When he sat down and first said, I'm going to write a manifesto, which is amazing to me. And the second thing is, I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot this coin. I'm going to send that to a guy at CNN. I'm going to write this. I'm going to list these people, all of these people. That's right back to that triangle. We're talking about a psychopathy, and it's clear, and there's time now to do what the coppers did and try to rein him in. So the coppers put out a warrant for him, and yep. probably an APB, all points yep. bulletin for him, yep. right? But people at home yep. think a bolo, people at home think a bolo means that you're going to change what you do and you're going to start going out looking for this guy. Now, while they assigned security teams, we both yes. know that they did, the coppers yep. did, to some of those families. And yep. while they put out the bolo and the photo and everything else, do you think, and this is just me speculative here, I, I have no idea what's going on with this head thing, but it's leaning that way. So can I talk like this for a few <laughs> minutes? The idea is, let me ask you this question, Brian. Do you think that any one of those folks at that time, not knowing that the Quans had been killed, some of the people are just reading this manifesto, Anderson Cooper looking at the coin, do you think anybody thought at that point, oh, my gosh, we got a serial killer? Oh, my gosh, we've got this, this wild, uh, ramped-up person that's doing it. I can prove to you that nobody believed that, and we both know that's denial. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right. Because people were still trying to placate society – by saying, look, we're going to look into these allegations of and, wrongdoing. That, that, and that's, that's a good point to, to bring up right there. What, Come on. what, what the uh, LAPD was doing and other law enforcement agencies were doing was, was doing that, giving press conferences. Come on, Chris. Hey, you know, that's yep. enough. Uh, enough people. Have, we don't need to hurt anyone yep. else. That like, part's at good. What, at what that part's point, psychological and good. Okay, yeah, but, I'm not but, gonna bash them, but go ahead. But but uh, but I'm saying, and same thing. All right, folks. Hey, we gotta. It, it's just that it, once he's made the decision to do it, it's not gonna stop. It's not. And going it's an to unrealistic stop. standard, and we're only yes. doing that so we can sleep tonight, saying yeah. we made that announcement. You're yes, exactly and that's right. the only reason why those announcements come out. They did that. Did nothing. He's not. If it was in a point, kidnapping, and we were trying to save the life of a hostage, it would be a completely different scenario. He's not gonna hear that on the radio and go. Hey, you know what? You're right. Damn, you're right. That's enough. Yeah. Um, just pull over and put his hands. What was up. I thinking? Right. What? When I was typing the manifesto, I should have thought came. of that. Yeah. So, Come on, stop so, for a minute. And we're not making light of this, folks. We're just frustrated that yeah. every news article that we see and every expo uh, exposition about this and everybody that talks about this focuses on the ridiculous. Instead of looking at the big picture, this was a broken human that needed to be stopped. And at that moment, there was no amount of energy that was going to go towards stopping him. That was, it, it was all a waste of calories at that point. And you had to find him. And, get and into he was another, not going to go easy. 
and we we'll talk about this, but but sure. that goes into then how does law enforcement? You think about yourself as a law enforcement officer approaching the situation. What 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 artifacts and evidence do I have to say that he's going to likely give up anything? Yes, yes. And if you do, then exploit it because at this point you have none. You have you none. Have, there, everything this is says, my only way. He even says in the manifesto, and I hate even saying yep. that word now yeah. uh, because it's lost all meaning. But he says in the manifesto, I'm not going to live to see my name cleared. So, so he intended, as he wrote that days before he delivered it, that he was going to die so during the episode. Right there, yeah, right there, you know, you know, he is going, he, he is you. in it to win it, man. He is yes. going to fight to the death. Well, so that you changes question. your did, approach. That changes your resources you but, use. But it didn't in this instant. Nope. It didn't in this instant, Brian. Uh, when he shot uh, Quan and her boyfriend, he shot him from behind in the car while they yep. were seated. Yep. Okay. Did he go up and face him and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm dueling you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? We are about to fight here because you wronged yeah. me. No, it was an ambush killing. Uh, uh, your next coppers that are going to die. Yeah, so let's, let's just, just jump. about to talk about it. Let's talk let's, about that Let's ambush. go right into it. So obviously February 4th, he, you know, the word gets out is, is of all those names, these people that's going after. Uh, the 5th, he was down in San Diego. He checked into Naval Base Point Loma to stay there and then skipped some checkout procedures. But there is record. But, but there. what does that tell us about him? Yes. Okay. What does that tell us about him? He was so focused on his thing. He wasn't following your rules anymore, but I have my rules. I'm but the, and, the, and this I'm goes in, mind. this goes into doing the predictive analysis of exactly. their behavior. Where is he going to go when people are on the run? Uh, when you need to go somewhere, if you're going to go, you know, you want to take out your revenge on someone, you need to look for familiarity. So he's going to go home places. He's going to go home. He's going to go to a place that, that was his home. So he went there on the 5th, and then I know on the 6th, I don't think it was reported until later, but on the 6th uh, was when he was spotted because he tried to steal you know, some 47-foot boat from a guy in Point Loma, and then the boat owner said he was like tied up, and the guy threatened him with a gun, and he wanted the boat to flee to Mexico. So I know that was reported on the 6th. But let's go right to the 7th. Well, so uh, in one word, and I, I hate to keep doing this to you, Brian, you said earlier, let's assume that everything you said was right. So I'll throw this in for the investigators that are listening out there. Yeah. You have to, at that point, say one of two things. One, uh, is this broken human clearly trying to flee to Mexico right. and just wasn't able to steal this boat? That seems unlikely. Seems he, unlikely. He completed everything else that he wanted yes. to do, didn't he? Okay. So what if he came out thinking, hey, listen, I've already killed. I have to throw them off the scent. Yes. We're in San Diego. Let's make it appear. Uh, he bought snorkeling equipment. Well, he's going to swim to Mexico. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right. So the idea is, what if that was a ploy, Brian? What if he was so thinking about his next move and, that he wanted to give a red herring? He wanted law enforcement to start watching the border. You and and that's, that's a possibility because he, you know, he behaved differently with those people if, if, he really had the, the, if he really had the organization to... Why did he leave witnesses, off, Brian? I, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's a good, good point. We could, we could deep Just dive that forever. But yeah, well, let's, let's continue on. So that was... Sure. He basically leaves the San Diego area, heads back up northeast, so east of LA to Corona, California. So yep. this is kind of important timeline. When I put these times out, and I say like zero one or zero three, and it was like zero one fifteen or zero three twenty. I don't care. It's the purpose is the takeaway. Exactly. So those so of you listening who were like a map oh, overlay, it yep. wasn't a map so, overlay, and kind of this happened yeah. before or after the next thing. Yeah. Just like so studying the, history in school, you don't need to know sixteen sixty two. You yeah. need to know what happened on that day. Yeah, exactly. Great, so, great point. so on February seventh. So remember, uh, the, at this point, 
bring up is about zero one. So it was right after midnight. It's middle of the night. So you got two LAPD officers there, I, I guess, on route to go to one of the protective details. A security to, detail, yeah. Security detail, one of these officers that was named in his manifesto that they're calling it. And someone said, hey, I spotted this guy. Uh, I think I saw him at a gas station. And so they went to investigate. Uh, they started following a pickup truck. And Dorner gets out, uh, fires a rifle, and at that one, uh, it just grazed the head of one of the officers. That's called bad guy luck. Yeah. Bad, bad guys, they, they pull up the gun just to fire a couple of uh, noisemakers in your direction and, and kill three cops. It always happens. But let me throw one at you right here. We're doing Marines. We're doing training back in the combat honor days. And we had a couple from 3rd Marine uh, up in Hawaii. Uh, a couple of Marines came up and said, oh, I don't believe that you can do your Jedi mind trick on me. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you in this villa. It's going to feel like any villa in the, the world. You're going to come around the corner, and I'm going to have something that's Christmas in July, so good to be true, that you're going to run at it, even though you know you shouldn't run at it. And the guy said, no, nah, no, nah, you're never going to show it. Brian, you were there. Right. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So Shelly, and the, the, she's a role player manager on this caper. She sets it up. So we had a guy with a 45 tucked in his waistband. You remember that? And the guy's talking to the other group. So here comes the Marines on their patrol. They come around the corner. The guy with the 45 looks at him. Drops a gun and turns off running. What did the point man do? Oh, they chased right after him. And they turned the corner and we ambushed a snot out of him. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. These cops are sitting in a car. They're ready to go to a detail. They've got their body bunkers in the back. They got their gats. Everything is loaded. They got their armor piercing. Boss gave them, hey, clear. This is our Whatever army. Whatever you want. Yeah. Happen. yeah. And they finally get the call that in their mind, they're dreading, but in their mind, they're also going, God, so, I hope I am the guy. I hope I get it. it, yeah. And what do we do? We don't give ourselves the gift of time and distance. We race to the scene where Dorner, three to one odds defense that you, you got the advantage, five to one in urban, Dorner goes, here comes the next two cops. And he pulls out and he fires well-aimed rounds, high volume of well-aimed fire, trumps the decision. Those cops are now on what mode, Brian? They're at bang. They're at so bang. therefore, they're it's rolling the yeah. dice and they have to react. So here's my thing from a former copper. And from training all over the world, those two coppers, God bless them for doing their job every single day out there. But I would, not being on the scene, I would question their knowledge of advanced critical thinking, specifically when it comes to the gift of time and distance. What do you, and I, I'm interested in my way off here. Do, do you feel no, the same way? It, it is, and, and it, affects, it affects even the most highly trained, highly experienced yes. people. You don't and have these that guys are heroes. Yeah, exactly. Is that, and, and that's our whole point when we bring this stuff up too. It's that, um, you know, mo most of these things, 99.99% of your situations you get in, in law enforcement career are not worth losing your life over. Yes. That, that one by chance situation where a guy's walking down the street, just killing, you know, women and kids left and right. That's worth your life. Maybe to run in there and slow get, time but, down. But you got to slow time. Saturate down. the it, field. Just, yeah. Limit their, their, their uh, uh, amount of motion and their escape routes. Right. You know, get, the, get that stop stick ready. There's yeah. a whole bunch of things. But listen, you can't fault the cops because their no. chemistry told them, yes. we have Dorner, yes. that's him, let's go. Or, or one of the cops might have said, hey, this can't be Dorner. What are the right. chances? Right. Let's stop him. Which is, which is most dangerous? I, I say both. I say yeah, they're on an equal they're, plane. They're on an equal plane. That that uh, it's probably not him, but let's go check it out. Is so that's, denial that's can a, kill you. Yes, just in, as much in as a boring in, environment or in a titillating environment. Yeah, so just as much as you know, an excess of caution can kill you.
All right. So then about 20 minutes after that happened, uh, this was an important timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Right so here. About right now, after, Cause it was right about one yep. 30 in the morning. It wasn't more than about 20 minutes after they, sh he shot at the officers in Corona. Yep. He was in Riverside and he walked up and ambushed, ambushed a police car who was stopped at a traffic light. Uh, one of the officers, uh, died almost immediately or right after the shooting. And one was rushed, uh, to a hospital. Uh, he survived, but was in critical condition at the time. God so bless him for the time. service. Yeah. So, so he literally 20 minutes after that, after that shooting of, Hey, we think, Hey, we got a possible sighting of Dorner. Then they get shot at, okay, looks like it was Dorner. 20 minutes later, two police officers at a red, at a, at a stoplight were, were ambushed and killed by him. So let's, let's split things up. Let's go to Dorner for just a second. Dorner now, uh, uh, deep in his Machiavellian psycho psychopathic, uh, narcissistic rage, uh, the triangle again, don't forget that triangle is yeah. now on what we scientists call, and, and I'm self-taught social scientist. So, so bite me if you can't take that. Uh, but he is what we're doing called the happy head. Dorner now knows the cops are after him. They're right behind me. So mm -hmm. every time he sees a car turn, every time he sees bright headlights in his mind, who is it, Brian? Oh, it's, it's police. Cops. It's cops. So, yeah. so now he's at this elevated level. So when he sees the next two cops, he tells himself, hey, here's two more guys that are looking for me. Now, flip that coin right quick. Do you think for an instant, even with those radios calls coming over, those cops were in the turn lane. They were going to make a turn. What was the driver thinking about? Is traffic clear? Yeah. What was the passenger thinking about? That burrito from El Charo's yeah. had the best mole sauce that I've ever had in my, my life. Do you think that coppers are superhuman? If you do stop it for a minute, they're just like us. They got to go potty. They need another cup of coffee. They got two jobs because the kid's in a private school. Yeah. Do you think coppers are doing counter surveillance? If they've been through our course, they have. But an average person, training changes behaviors. An average person doesn't go around saying, I wonder why this guy's walking up to a police car. And what have we established? That in police terminology is called the window drop. You pull up or you walk up to a police car to talk to him. So who's at the disadvantage? Dorner knows what's next. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? And again, he's got three to one or five to one odds against those coppers. Police officers out there, get D2 training. You're great at what you do. Thanks for your sacrifice. Thanks for what you're doing. When they say there's no training budget, find a new agency or go to the training officer, go to your mayor and say this gift of time and distance. Uh, 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 and, and in addition to the gift of time and distance, the advanced critical thinking will save lives. They, they could have boxed Dorner in. They could have done a bunch of stuff. Not going to play armchair quarterbacks, but cops don't need to die because we neglect training. Right. And, and so, so that happens, uh, you know, middle of the night by one thirty in the morning. Uh, and then he, he, he takes off from there. So this night, although it is over in terms of what Dorner does, um, because of the situation that he's created, uh, there's another shooting, uh, not involving Dorner, yep. but because of him. So at about five thirty in the morning or slightly before right around five, I believe it was still dark. It's February. So it's still dark out at that time. Yeah. Um, you had a couple of Los Angeles police detectives came or observed a vehicle similar to Dorner, right. Of, of what very similar make and model of what he was driving. Right. So I they were, I believe they were sitting at a, um, they were, they were on a protective detail. I think at the time I, I don't, I don't want exactly what it was. They were it, a protective exactly detail right. outside but, of a, uh, you know, an officer's house and they see a vehicle coming up similar to Dorner's. It was one of the people that was named on the hit list. 
They're in a position to observe that street and the exit from the highway. Here's the thing. Go to the lessons learned that I wrote about and take a look at the pictures of the cars. I don't think they're even remotely similar. But that's called confirmation bias. Yep. And we teach confirmation bias, you and I, all the time. When our instructors are out there, you see what you want to see. When you see that coming up, and and those coppers did nothing wrong, even though they got censured, even though those coppers in in the Torrance County uh, or the Torrance PD coppers uh, uh, had an answer for, for this wrongful shooting, in their mind, it was cognitively close enough and fit a prototypical match that they had created with their, their fear or training or information that they'd given. I don't care about all that, uh, but I do care that it occurred. And when that car rolled up, guess what, Brian? And their it was mind, him. It was game on. So what happened was it was two women who were delivering newspapers in the yep. early morning hours driving around with their, if anyone's seen usually uh, uh, someone driving around delivering newspapers, a lot of times they don't even have their headlights on, right? That's true. They, Absolutely they true. They don't even get out of their vehicle. They just nope. throw it from there, right? Uh, and they're kind of in their set route that they do. Um, so just like Greg was talking about, this is no, that situation where these police officers, what are they doing? All right, police officers were just killed that evening. They're on a manhunt for this guy, Christopher Dorner. Dorner is... Their chemistry is different. Yes. One of the people I want to kill is sitting in the house behind me that I'm protecting right now, and I want to do the right thing. Here it comes, just like Greg said, if it's cognitively close enough, your brain says, boom, that's it. That's no different. Look it up than the the other lessons learned we wrote uh, on Amadou Diallo. Right, that, it's the same that, way. That's Amadou a brilliant Dialogue. point, Brian. Brilliant, brilliant. And and, and uh, you know, once that once those chain of events start coming, and I think I see something, I see what I want to believe. Right, I see what I. What Amadou I Diallo died because his physiological gesture was close, close enough, enough to what the cops expected, and they killed him. Now, here's the thing: due process, coppers. All of you know it. You all know the law. Due process. Okay, you do not have the right to escalate that force to the level of lethal force, Title uh, 42, Section 1983 of the the U.S. Code. But in in addition, go down through Tennessee versus Garner, any of the other case law, you can't just make this quantum leap of logic and start shooting it out before you see the threat. So at that point, you would have had to say, I was in fear because this person accelerated uh, uh, towards me. I was in fear because I saw the glint and it appeared to be a weapon and it was coming up. I heard gunshots and smelled cordite. Brian, did any of that happen? No, none of it. So what filled in all that granularity? Where did the rigor come from in those perceptions? It was falsely given to you by your human processing system. So am I saying that your eyes and your brain can tell you a lie? Absolutely. Worst witnesses in the world are eyeball witnesses many times. Yeah, absolutely. And people forget that. It's like people. I think they do. Well, I always tell people, look, I have the worst memory in the world. My memory is no better or worse than anyone else's. I just realize how bad it is. And I have to do. You know that it's porous. It's not good. It you, exactly. you fill in details, major muscle movements. You'll 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 remember a little bit, but when you're talking about details, even you if just they're wrong, remember that a- absolutely. Even so if wrong. so that and that to to go to this again of how powerful that is. They weren't the only uh, police officers who did that that evening. Just just minutes later, I think minutes later, 15, 20 minutes later, uh, there's another uh, officer involved shooting in Torrance. Uh, same thing. Hey, that vehicle looks like Dorner's. Um, and they, Close I think enough. they, they, um, I think he pitted the vehicle or rammed the vehicle shots were T-boned fired. It. He T-boned it. Uh, and I don't think there were any injuries or no serious injuries. So, so the criminal in this case, who wasn't, was a dude that was going surfing before he had to go to work. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I don't remember your name, pal. Yeah. But again, same two agencies, Torrance and LA 
and and we know LA coppers and, and county and and PD. Yeah, uh, we know Torrance PD guys. We train up and down California. And listen, I'm not trying to give anybody a black eye. As much as Dorner's glass was full, your glass was full. You suffered from OBE, overwhelmed yep. by events, overcome by emotions. And that doesn't mean that you couldn't function. That means that you were functioning at such a high level that the information coming in, your brain had concluded and deduced yeah. and you acted. That's a function of training. Training can teach you to slow time down and training can, Harrison, hey, hey, look up Harrison's uh, slow the ball down or whatever it is. We got to meet him and train with him a couple of times. There's a distance from the pitcher's mound to the, to the batter. And yeah. cognitively, you, you can't make that decision. Can't make it. Best batters in the world uh, slow the game down mentally and fire off when things are cognitively close enough. That's what you did. So once you understand it, once you name it, Brian, you can find out how to train against it. And it's not apathy. It's the opposite. It's being so hypervigilant that your brain concluded that something is likely and, when and it, it wasn't. And it, That's you, why they ex escalated force. It's important to know, too, when, when those officers – so, think, thought they saw Dorner's truck. That that's who they thought they saw. When when the officers who they shot Amadou Diallo thought that they were being shot at, and he had a gun in his hand, yep. they saw a gun. They're not lying. Their brain said, "Absolutely close enough." That wallet that he's holding, nope, that's a gun because it's dimly lit, and I'm expecting that. Dude, they can pass a polygraph. Absolutely, because their their confirmation brain, bias is is, is so that, strong. That's that powerful, and you could go yep. back and read up on those officers' reactions at that scene, especially the Diallo shooting when they realized it wasn't. They they had they were completely out of their minds. They had no understanding of what just occurred because they were so yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Going, no, so I right. saw it. It was a gun. I saw a gun, and he's not lying. So it's so. A, let's protract that out to this information age. That's instant information information 24 hours a day feeding the the, the average uh, uh jamoke that's sitting on their couch man or female or whatever else you identify as here's the thing uh there was a shooting in colorado just a, a day or two ago and the coppers uh, uh thought that the right move was to shoot the person in the back because the uh threat that he posed to the public as an armed person that was wanted for a felony warrant and some other information now that cop's choice at that time and at that place, putting yourself in his shoes, you didn't see it, smell it, feel it, taste it. You didn't know all the other information that he knew. You saw a iPad or iPhone video that lasted 11 seconds and drew, drew your opinion that all law enforcement is shit and yeah. that officer should be fired and, and apologize for my language. I'm amped up only because I think you need to go out and educate yourself, general public. GP, I'll call you from now on. I think you should understand that before you cast that net and say all of these things were wrong, I'm not saying that these coppers were, were wrong. They saw what they thought they did. I'm saying training would have made them better. Well, the, co the cop that shot that guy in the back, he may have been fully justified. I, Once you reach, yeah. reach the threshold where you can use lethal force, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter if you drop a safe on the guy. Yeah, so I'm just saying and, don't be so quick to judge without the facts. Right, and not, and not just – general public we do that military Not guys sure law we enforcement do. do that we, you go you watch that video go oh look at this idiot i would never do that yeah turn, tur turns out science says you would actually so and, that's, and, that's and a it's thing. repeated throughout All history constantly. that we could go case and, after case after case you know it's just that that why do you you know the especially like you get in those pursuits and what happens when it all comes to the end and everyone's out of their vehicle or they're it, there's Lights and sirens are still blaring, and those guys don't even notice what's going on, right? They, Marin, like, you know, you're, you're, you're making it worse right now with that big, loud siren that you can't hear exactly. anything. But you don't the know it. Your brain tunes can't that hear. out. Yeah, you tune it out. I, I'm in an on-again, off-again, foot pursuit, fresh pursuit with the B&E boy. 
uh, B&E to me is like a rape. Your home is your castle. Anybody that violates that is like uh, a prom night with your sister or your daughter. Uh, to me, I hate that stuff. So the problem is I got the bur burglaries out of sync and the guy that I'm chasing is going through a couple that he did to a couple that he, that he just did recently and to a couple of older ones trying to get away from me. And because it's shift change, I'm not getting the kind of support that I need. So I come up to this factory and I notice that the window's out in the front, just enough for this guy to get in and escape out the back of the factory. I ain't going to stop the ream. So I pull out my Remington expandable baton. I flawed that window out. Yeah. I was swinging like McGuire. <laughs> Do you get what I'm trying to say? So I'm flogging and flogging and flogging, and I grab some stuff, and I set it up, and I step on the ledge because it's about four foot up, and it's a big window. It's got to be a six-foot by four-foot panel, and there's a whole bunch of them in the front of this business, and glasses crashing and everything else. All of a sudden, any office right in front of me, the door opens, and this guy looks at me, and I go, freeze. I mean, I'm amped. Everything's yeah. ready to go. And the guy goes, Jesus, pal, what are you doing? And I go, well, who are you? And he goes, well, this is my factory. We're open for business. <laughs> so when he opens the door behind him, all the, the pod bay doors are open, and the people are loading stuff and everything else. And he goes, looks like somebody threw a rock through the window. <laughs> go, in, my yeah. mind, in my mind, because I was on this foot chase, and I'm not going to let this guy go. It was close enough, and I, I can't remember how much it was. I think I paid a, a $1,800 for this guy's window. Oh, God. It was close enough, buddy. So for those people out there going, well, you know, you made mistakes too. I made mistakes my entire yeah, career. Yeah, we all have, yeah. That's why I'm here That's talking why we're to you. Yeah, exactly. So you don't make the same mistakes I did. Confirmation but bias will fool you, and you must learn to slow down time and distance just like I did. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue on. So now yeah. that was the, the, you know, that was on the, I think the, where were we at? We were, we were at this. I'm going to get sued for that last one. Uh, okay. So say. I remember so that. What, what's important to remember is on the, on the, also on the seventh at about noon, right around noon that day is when um, they found burning remains of Dorner's vehicle um, on some remote trail right near Big Bear Lake up in the San Bernardino mountains. Right. So yep. anyway, that's just straight East of LA. Uh, I actually spent part of my honeymoon there. It's an hour and a half drive from where I'm at. Uh, love Big Bear. Uh, this morning when I was having my cup of coffee, I was I finished it before I brought it up here. But I, not joking, we bought one thing when we were there that had Big Bear on it. Coffee, it was a coffee mug. And I, did, by pure chance, didn't even pay attention until I picked it up and looked at it and went, holy shit. Pardon my language, but but I'm drinking the Big Bear coffee mug when today when we're doing Dorner. So I freaked out this That's morning. a string theory, baby. That's yeah, game theory. That's M theory. So here, quick shout out to that, Brian. Do you believe that Dorner was such in the happy head that he wasn't evidence aware? My my take on this is no. My take on this is that the, the boat was left as a message. I'm not going this way. I'm going that way. I think the car, he was completely evidence aware. And I think he, at that point that he to try to, to give himself time by destroying the car so he could jack another car. I, so I don't think he's a stupid guy. No, I think well, he has a high, exactly I think what he was doing. He has a decent level of organization, right? So, yes. so that all that he, he's Low level planning of sophistication, yeah. high level of, uh, so, of organization. Because they found weapons and stuff in that car, other ammo. Like they, I mean, he well, was he went behind the. You remember when he went behind the. Uh, and I don't remember what kind of uh, uh, store it was. It's Newman. Yeah. I don't remember what kind of store it was. But remember that, that store video? It was store video of him in his truck. And he tried yeah. to burn that stuff in the yeah. dumpster. So I think he's evidence aware. And I think what it is, is that he wants the ruse to work. And here we are in California. And even though Dorner went on this nine-day uh, caper, 
That's not the only homicide that L.A. was having during that time. He's right. not the only serial killer yeah. that was yeah. operating. Yeah, so they're still, I think we need to remember that, too. Yeah, you can't just you – know, no, exactly. All of these cities, all of these towns had all the, yep. their normal uh, course of, of business going on that they had to deal with, and now and they have to deal that. with this guy. He well, knew and, that. and that speaks to – you brought up being evidence-aware. I think that one obviously speaks to your organization level, but that also yep. speaks to how do I deal with this criminal? What are his likely moves next? So now I have someone who's evidence aware. So they have a planning process involved. They have some level of organization. So they likely have a plan if a, any police officer ever interacts with them, if they're and, ever seen by a police officer. So, and that should so raise now, your awareness. But also, exactly. add, add to what you just said, Brian, because I think you're onto something. What about uh, 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 Dorner's likely uh, sampling of his environment by, hey, where are the cops in my investigation? Mm-hmm. What are they up to? You think you ever watch CNN? Do you think you ever oh, listen yeah. to the news? I think he's oh, listening yeah. to it all the time. And, and coppers and prosecutors and judges and everybody else out there, limit your comms yes. because those comms, news media, that become public can only help the bad guy. The yeah. bad guy now knows. And, and then Dorner says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop these weapons in this ammo and, and light this car on fire because they're no use to me. I now have to go to my plan B or my plan C. And every criminal has a plan B. A uh, copper might not have a plan B. Right. When you're pulling up behind that car, that criminal's got a plan B. Okay. So think about that. That was the seventh where they found yep. his burned out car up in Big Bear. So now they've got this command post set up in the area. Uh, they've got several hundred, you know, state, local, federal agencies involved in this. Um, yep. Helping to so you look got the for entire him. state. This guy's mobile, and nobody's any. The FBI, FBI was involved. Everything. Will, I mean, so air units, ground units. Yep. So, and also, this is winter in Big Bear, so there's you know fresh snow falling. So now that's yep. covering his tra- tracks, but that'll also give you new tracks. So, that, so this is going on for a few days, and then to the point where they actually kind of pulled a lot of the people off of the search and off of the area because they thought yep. he was no longer he, in, he the can't be in the area. Can't yeah, be. So because is, none of the profile pieces fit. He didn't yeah. jack another car. Uh, he didn't have another shootout with the coppers. So, so you're exactly right, Brian. So Which, when it didn't fit, they lowered their level of interest in that AO without thinking, wait a minute, this might be part of his plan. Which I think speaks to his organization level as well, because he had a yep. plan for this. He had, he was he had done it to, for, for a couple of days earlier. Why wouldn't yeah. you do it now? So he was set for a few days and he definitely didn't leave that area because it wasn't until now February 12th. So, so remember that's, that's five days after uh, the, the shootings in, in the Los Angeles area. So five right. days and five days after they found his vehicle, right. uh, they, so he, um, they, and again, it, this speaks to, there's a searcher. This is obviously not an easy job. They were, cause on the 12th, they actually had um, Mexican police raid a hotel in Tijuana cause they were getting tips. Remember yeah. this is, and you got to follow all leads, but you follow you everything. You can't just say that's think, unlikely and yeah. not do it. Yeah. yeah, you're had, right. They had hundreds of leads that they had to follow up. So in no way is this a bash on anyone involved in this operation. Not a bit. And, and Brian, right there is a, a, let me ask you this question. Uh, folks, you don't know the definition of terrorism. Homework. Go look it up. Yeah. Uh, so some people would argue that that Dorner wasn't a terrorist. Uh, Brian, if I make you scramble for a yeah. uh, hoax IED. Yes. But yet you have to put out all of your resources. Yeah. Okay. Are you not spending time and money yeah. and resources and pushing people? So he was costing money. Oh, yeah. And, and reaching his agenda. Do you understand? So, so his end state 
was being satisfied by the motions that he was doing, and the coppers are just trying to spin fast they, enough they to had, catch up with him. They had, I think, they had people put together up to a million dollar reward for his any yeah. information that led to his capture. I mean, there's and but there there was obviously a lot of uh, agencies, uh, a lot of coordination, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of resources involved. And they in did a great job overall. They yes. did an incredible job. There's a few cracks. And we have to put the, there, put the yes, joint compound in there. Exactly. So on February 12th, I believe it was middle of the day, uh, yep. San Bernardino County Sheriff's, they get a report of a home invasion uh, and slash carjacking, I guess, of this of a truck uh, at, at a home in that area of the Big Bear area. And now and things then, are happening really fast. Yeah. So now yeah. even non-coppers, but law enforcement, uh, forest patrol because guys in- uh, uh, yeah. parks and wildlife guides and stuff that are so, inundating those areas. So, this, and this is important. I know we've worked with, uh, uh, fish and game, uh, game wardens, some incredible people, parks yep. and wildlife folks who are either a lot of times state or federal law enforcement yep. and their stories, their stories, Trump, some of the best dope cops I've met in terms of what they've true. done with very few people. Uh, so they are, uh, people don't realize it's not just, there's actually a great, I forget his name, guy out here wrote a book about it. He was fishing game for the state of California, and he was going on about, about all, the, all the marijuana fields out here that he's going. And so now he's fighting the cartel, and he's like writing a, you know, a ticket for fishing one day and then getting in a gunfight with the cartel the next. Exactly. But, but anyway, so the reason why I bring that up is because it was fishing game officers. I know where the first spot is vehicle. They recognize Dorner. Um, they, and he doesn't waste any time. We're, we're, we've got shots oh, fired now. He's shooting yeah. at the vehicle. Right, right away, they're, they're he... Forced to defend themselves and shoot back. Exactly. But, it, but he, again, where's his mindset? Oh, he yeah. Goes, ah, damn it. They're on to me. Do you that, see what and, I'm saying? And so, again, have to predict that. shot them, killed another officer, uh, yep. and wounded another one in that shootout. And then he held up in that home um, for a while. Uh, they tried to attempt to contact him, uh, had all the tactical units, everyone set up, command post, held up in this house in Big Bear, Tried to contact him. Uh, it wouldn't come out, nothing. Uh, I think they waited out for a little bit. And then, then later that evening, they launched, uh, or early evening, launched tear gas into the house, which, which of course, happens a lot of times. Uh, started a fire in the home. Happens they, sometimes. Well, they it, either the tear gas started the fire or someone started the fire. And then they heard a single shot come from inside the home. They had to wait a while, I think, before they went in there. It wasn't even until the next day. Till so they, I think all that's horse crap. That. I, yeah, I think here's all... the thing. If the house is on fire and he's had ammo, which we all know he had ammo, they're yeah. going to have some cook-offs. So hearing a single yeah. shot, that, that's somebody right in the four corners of the document, and it doesn't sound realistic. It does fit the forensic pathology that says that, yeah, he yeah, shot the next day. Yes, well, the next day. Let's rewind tape yeah. a little bit and say that after that shootout, it was found that he had uh, kidnapped a couple of people, and he tied them up. Yep. Uh, and didn't kill him. And that was the car that he was in during the, yep. the, the, the that was the, that was the, why is that important? It fits his profile. Exactly. Yep. He only kills when he has to kill. The reason he didn't want to kill those folks is he didn't want to be found out. So he gave himself the gift of time and distance. So he didn't kill them and pulled away in their vehicle. The other thing is they, they weren't his designated target. It's like, uh, you yeah. know, Al Qaeda hitting, hitting a fuel facility. I would understand the Houthis blowing up a, a Saudi oil field. I would understand. But some random killing doesn't make sense because it doesn't feed the beast. It doesn't get me where I want to go. Right. So now the other thing is that, that sometimes we buy into this thing. For example, uh, news reports say, well, they, they put a smoke device in there that was just like the Branch Davidian compound and burned it's it down. It doesn't, yeah. Okay, one, yeah. these quantum leaps of logic have to yeah. stop. 
It is true, and Brian, you know this from being in the field. Iraq and Afghanistan, I saw it myself. Sometimes when you put a smoke device, HD white, it'll yeah, burn a place it'll down. It'll burn a place down. So if you use a CN gas canister yeah. and it's got a fuse, then you got a chance that it's going to burn. Hell, how many ranges did they burn down on on open? <laughs> you get what I'm trying to <laughs> say? A tracer around yeah, from a bullet. Tracer around, and everybody's running for Nevada. <laughs> so, so the idea is. Uh, don't buy into stuff that you don't know. Yeah. It's likely that they, first of all, I'll guarantee that nobody at that scene said, let's burn this house down on top of the guy. That's just r ridiculous, scurrilous thinking. Second thing is when they did the smoke, they wanted, uh, nobody wants to kill anybody and specifically good coppers. They don't want to see the suspect that they want to see the suspect stand trial. They yeah. want to hear his message, but Dorner already said his message. So right. you're showing up for a suicide. You should have known that. At that point when you did yes. all those things, you might as well have sat around and waited for that lone gunshot because he already told you. And he told you and he showed you. And people constantly teach us how to treat them. And, and I, th I think that that's the point of human behavior profiling. Okay. Yes. So you, I, I think that's a reason for this, this training. After the fact, when we want to, you know, put. Uh, yep. someone into a profile based on their psychology. You know, I always go back to the Mindhunter stuff, which I love watching those shows and those documentaries. It's great and entertaining. But, but this is what human behavior profiling is. It's that you're that officer right there on the ground. You're that tactical yep. commander going, based on what we know of him, what is yep. the likely outcome What's here? he going to do next? What's he going to do next? Rather than being like some alphabet agency yeah. that is 100% when, when they going, write the profile after the guy's been captured yeah, by yeah. a local road cop. <laughs> I know. You know yeah, that, he's that's profile a, exactly. Of course he point, We're like, well, your profile didn't lead to his arrast. Uh, exactly. You know, so, it was so, good cop work on the ground that led to the arrest. And, and that's what it is. So it's that good investigative work, whether you are well, law enforcement or not, whatever your situation is, it's just you as a person, as a citizen, can go, yep. well, what's this? What's likely going to happen next? And you have to go with um, uh, artifacts and evidence in support of a reasonable conclusion. What has he done so far? And, and what is that? Therefore, what is that pattern recognition? Yeah, that's what you just said. And the analysis would be what's he going to do next? Does it fit an ML or an MD? And even in a dangerous incident where he's killing people, it can still fit an, an ML and help you predict his next move. I'll give you a point that you're not going to find and you, know, you can search and search and search. And remember, they scrub history. They rewrite history. And I'm not talking about like looking at a UFO. I'm talking about when this first came out. The coppers that were on the scene followed those snow tracks to a house. They knocked on the door. Nobody no, no answered, one answered. And they assumed that the other coppers that were there had, had left those tracks in the snow. And that was actually Dorner's track. Yep. And that was the house they came back to. And that's where Dorner shot himself. Why am I saying this? Listen. Humans repeat behavior. Human behavior and human performance. You can't function at that high level for nine days searching for this guy who's killing people like it's free and not be overcome by emotions or overwhelmed by events. So on the ground, you need to be trained to do this. You need to walk up to your boss and go, hey, this might be nothing, but there are footprints around that house over there. And then if somebody comes up and goes, that's probably so-and-so, tell them to step back again and go, boss, I saw footprints. Let's account for them. Because if we don't, Brian, what happens is we right. start taking everybody's word. And in court, you can't even testify. It's called hearsay. Objection, Your Honor. Right. Here on those scenes, those cops' instincts were, we're on to something. And somebody or themselves used that denial and said, no, it couldn't be. There's no way that guy's in this house. That's how those cops got shot early on when they tried to stop them, right, where they said that the bolo yeah. was. And that's how these cops overlooked a key piece of evidence in the Kellner case. When you fail... To, to take into account the situation and say, maybe, Brian, you do it all the time. When you give the, the talk about 
uh, outside of the box thinking, and then you talk about lasers and, and uh, yeah. flashlights. You say sometimes, and I remember you saying this, sometimes that you have to put these glasses on, look yeah. in the mirror, and sometimes you have to shine the flashlight or the on laser yourself. on you. Yeah. And that's what they didn't do at the scene, and that comes with training, Brian. No, and, and that's, a, a, I think, a, a good thing to, to bring up right here, too, is, is uh, okay, well, he's saying this, and he did this, and he's saying this, and he did this. You know, well, what, how, do, how do I tell when, because we get this a lot, and, you know, we, we fail to notice this for denial and all that stuff you brought yeah. up, is that, you know, what, this guy put, put it out there to the world, who he was going after, you know, what he wanted to do. We've seen yep. other shooters do this. But but sometimes people just do that, right? They they fire off. Yeah. So how do you know if what's the line? How do you line? know what it is? I agree. And, and you you always say, hey hey, you know, everyone. Most people just want their say, not, not necessarily their way. way. Dorner yep. wanted his way. Cho wanted his way. Kinkle so, wanted his way. Elliot so Roger wanted his way. The difference, my brother. So, the yeah. difference, my brother, is the demonstration of intent. If it's just talk. And the talk doesn't have a specific. Go back to suicide now. You folks yep. that are listening, if you want to talk about suicide yep. prevention, if I not, not only have the ideation or the fascination and I'm talking about it, and then when I'm talking I'm to you, I say that. I yep. should do something like this. And I've got the means. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Now we're on to something. Okay, because everybody says, ah, I'll just kill myself. That's different than me going through these steps and actually having a plan, rehearsing the plan, and talk about these are the means that I have ready for it. Dorner did all of that. He said, here's my manifesto. Here's the coin, Anderson Cooper. Here's what I'm going to – I'm warning you people. I'm going to come back and do it. Right. It's the same thing that we haven't learned from firing somebody on Friday and not having a restraining order following them out to their car or letting them go to their car and come back in. We repeat the same behaviors because of training. We're falling for the education and not conducting the training and the practical application. Brian, only training changes behavior. No, and I, I think that's a that's – a, that's a, Good, good point to kind of, kind of wrap it up and bring it in for a landing. Um, so, you know, everything we just talked about, we broke down one Dorner case for those of you familiar with it or not familiar with it. You know, this is how we look at it, right? So I put some things in there for everyone to hear that we wouldn't normally talk about that we don't usually care about, right? Things like what their motive is or what certain sure. reports are, because it's all about their behavior, what they're demonstrating, what they're trying to tell you, all right? And it's also about human performance, all right? Human cognitive performance on Dorner's side, on you uh, or the law enforcement side, on you as Precisely. a citizen, right? So, so this is how you break down that behavior and this is how you understand behavioral profiling, right? Versus just, well, yes, he like, because you did start off with, well, he's a narcissistic, psychopath, this. Hey, that's, that's and that's great information to, yep. for, for categorization purposes. Yep for articulation purposes, yep. but, but I don't need to know that. No, no, and that's that. beauty. Yeah. So, so, so here's the thing, Brian, real quick, and I know, I know we're at the end. We're at the logical end point here. Listen, I read sites all the time, and I listen to what people say, and they're talking about, oh, the scar tissue and the damage, and he had an abused childhood. He had all that other stuff. Listen, folks, what we're trying to do is give you the 30,000-foot view so when we laser focus down on this or any case, we can give you an informed opinion on what we think is going to happen next. If the bomb maker did this, he's going to do these. If the sniper did this, he's going to do these. And if the suspect did that, and that's called predictive analysis. And we're the only people in the world that are willing to come on the, the, the radio and the air and share that with you because we know that we're right many, many more times than we're wrong because we use science, Brian. 
The yeah. difference is we it's, use science. It's to, it's stick to the science, stick to yep. their behavior and what they're doing, not what you think. Don't right? let our or, emotions pull us one way. Don't, don't let your emotions don't don't you know come to unreasonable conclusions without looking at well, well what Brilliant. if I'm wrong? You know what if yep. what if what if what I think isn't what's actually happening? And sometimes yep. it can be that simple. That's why we call it the most likely and most and dangerous most course of action. Exactly. So. So I, I think that's it. So hopefully everyone got a good taste of how we break down some of these cases and what we look at. We can certainly do more. Um, if you want to, I, I would suggest going to the website of Arcadia Cognorati, uh, right? A-R-C-A-D-I-A, Cognorati, C-O-G-N-E-R-A-T-I, right? .com. Go there. Uh, I'll have links up to the YouTube videos. Um, well, and but, Brian, but they can it, even look can at the Donor's Detonation. Yeah, yeah they that's can what, read it. Because you know, how long, the, seriously, for our folks listening, Brian, how long, if we were going to do a tabletop on this, how yeah. long could we spread Dorner out? We could do days. Yeah, do we do days? We could, you we, see what I'm saying? Teach, well, and that, they can read that in what, seven minutes? Yeah, we could do a five-day course on human behavior Just on Dorner. one case. So, yep. so here, here's the thing with that. You can go to the website, check out the lessons learned, or you can, if, if anyone uh, has like a Medium account or they read articles and stuff on there, same thing, Arcadia Cognorati on there. We, we post all of our stuff on that site as well, but you can read the lessons learned. So we just took one lessons learned of the 25 or so that are on there. And just, just to talk about it. So you guys can get some more information. You can see the photos. It gets a little bit more. Also, if you guys want to want to watch, go to the left of Greg YouTube channel. Uh, you can watch it. It's a little bit more interactive. I'm going to try and throw some of the clips up there and some, some additions into the video. So it gets a little bit more interactive. But and and Brian uses an avatar for me. So you don't have to look at my, <laughs> my fat swollen I'm thinking, ass during I'm thinking the about day. thinking about doing that, just replacing your video with someone else, but keep the audio. Exactly. Everybody so, keeps saying, Hey, it's Kathy Bates. I love her glasses. <laughs> so, so Sorry, check, those, check those out on there. If you enjoyed it, uh, please folks, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe on here, tell your friends about it. We'll get through this together. Through. That's what this yeah. is about. Let's, let's yeah. start that conversation. And, and once again, just reach out to us. You can find us on there with all the links. If you have, Hey man, like I really was always curious about this because I get texts from my buddies and stuff going, Hey, this was great. What about this? I'm like, Hey man, just comment down there. Cause other people, exactly. are, knowing human behavior, other people are thinking the same thing, same thing, and so, they have the same complaints. So, so just go ahead and put it out there and then everyone will go, yeah, I was wondering about that too. So, so we'll cover whatever topics of interest people have. So, yeah, I hope so hey, just, a, just two quick things, Brian, from me, let's <laughs> not uh, forget Dornell cassette and, and the, the loss of a Absolutely. Tuscaloosa, Alabama officer. And, and uh, one thing, not to make uh, light of, of Brian's financial situation, but uh, <laughs> let's endeavor Shit. to chip in and buy him a photo or something for this room he's in. I know. What do you it's say, just, folks? It's square. It's, it's just blank wall. So uh, It's we'll, like talking to you, man. It's vanilla. Not there. <laughs> Nothing no there. No emotional the lights. The lights are on, but I don't he's, think anyone so He's making sense, but we're all a little afraid now. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everybody. Please, please tune in for more. Uh, stay safe out there and contact, contact us if you have any information. Don't forget, training changes behavior. Thanks again, folks, for tuning into the show. Remember, you can check us out on Facebook at HBPRNA. You can head to the website at ArcadiaCognorati.com. we got plenty more on there. Also, check out the Left of Greg YouTube channel. Plenty of fun little clips and stuff on there for you guys to watch, and you'll get to see us in action. I think there's a little bit more to it when you can actually watch it. 
Also, if you guys have any issues or topics you want us to cover, please contact us on there. You can also email us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. So thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you tell your friends if you liked it, share it, let everyone know about it, and we appreciate you being on. Thank you.